I welcome you here on a Tuesday. It feels a lot later in the week because well, it always happens this way when I'm preparing for live music performances and all that stuff because the days get twice as long and I'm splitting my brain between broadcast and between music. So I kind of feel like I'm living double days, double hours in the same hour. But I welcome you all aboard and thank you for being here tonight. What are we going to do? Well, it's going to be fun. Whatever we do do is going to be fun because I've got a bunch of celebrity slash blue checkmark uh, meltdowns on Twitter. I'm just enjoying. I'm enjoying the show. I understand there might be ulterior motives to literally everything, but I'm not going to get caught up in that because there's very little I can do to change it. Just going to read and take some calls and try to enjoy life and uh, and keep ourselves on the straight and narrow. Um, but the the Twitter the Twitter story is is a gigantic, very influential, gigantic story. Whether you like it or not, whether you ever have any interest in being on the um, on the platform ever or in the future or whatever, doesn't matter. It obviously can be and already is a little bit of a game changer because some weird things are happening in just his first 24 hours since the announcement of the approval of the of the sale which I, I didn't I don't understand it so I'm going to throw some things out there in the opening and then I'm going to take calls we'll be on until about 8 15 eastern time going to take calls and see how everybody's doing and um and just go from there since it's going to be a little bit of a short night and I haven't been able to take um take any feedback like live real-time feedback from the audience in a while we'll do that we'll incorporate all your super chats and things like that and we will have a grand old time yes we will all right i want to thank my sponsor bluemonsterprep.com and hopefully if we get around to everything i want to do tonight we will have to talk about all these food processing proof food processing center fires and plane crashes and weird shit that's going on that is already adding even more pressure to a uh, global supply chain that has has already suffered enough it has been set up to fail deliberately um so we we are we're gonna be doing that a little bit and bluemonsterprep.com this is why they are a sponsor aside from being just good people and some of the best customer service I've ever encountered myself and have had the honor of reading the feedback. They are so necessary right now. They're an internet superstore for prepping yourself in a time where you just don't know what's coming around the bend. Whether it be cyber, whether it be natural disasters, which we know most natural disasters are pretty unnatural these days. Anything, anything. You just wanted to stock up a, a secondary location, a fallback location, a storm cellar, whatever it is, between water filtration and food that lasts for over a quarter century, uh, two-way radio, communication, solar power, internet superstore for everything that people need to really, really double down on right now, aside from getting yourself a little bit of uh, some precious metals, some junk silver. Um, so go to bluemonsterprep.com and use promo code FRANKLY. The, uh, the quite frankly family 
the audience always gets free shipping when they use promo code frankly so there you have it. and they're going to send you if you spend like a hundred dollars you get the, the the quite frankly mug uh you get i i believe they they send out a survival blanket and this the cedar fire fire starter so that's what you that's what you have looking forward to i have started so many fires with the the cedar you have no clue no clue but here we are welcome to the show tomorrow night not on because we're doing a, a playing that gig and then thursday we'll be back with some great in-studio guests but let's just get this kicked off another thing i had a couple of june badass nominees coming in from the audience i'm very happy about that if you want to have a person from history all eras all over the world it doesn't have to be american but a badass, someone from history that you want to have a little bit of badassery spotlight shined upon them in the month of June. We do a badass a night for the month of June. So that's what we are, are doing. Uh, it's our second year in a row doing it, and I uh, we've already gotten a, really, a few really solid suggestions that will probably make the, the cut. So send them in to quitefranklypodcast at gmail.com. All right, here's another little announcement from Judy Rivers. Judy says, Frank, my husband's birthday is today. His name is Dodd. We love you so much. Please wish him a happy birthday. Well, I hope that Dodd and Judy have a wonderful evening tonight. Dodd, hats off to you. Tip of the cap to you, my friend. And happy birthday. Judy, make sure it's a very happy birthday. All right. First thing up. First thing up is from, uh, in the grab bag, is from the oh, blank screen. I'm missing that a lot these days. From Channel 4, NBC New York. Headline, anti-Semitic incidents, assaults, hit all-time highs in New York and New Jersey, the ADL says. I would love to read those incidents reports. I'd love to read those incident reports. I'm sure they're going to be very vague about where it's all coming from. And notice how we're not talking about uh, stop Asian hate anymore either. Because it was very hard to keep that sham going. Not that people weren't get, weren't getting attacked. No. Not that people weren't getting attacked. It's just it's very hard to spin it as, uh, you know, Trumpers. Anti-Semitic incidents and assaults, they are on all-time high in New York. Anti-Semitic incidents, let's say here, uh, nearly 30% of reported total, the Anti-Defamation League said on Tuesday. Vandalism, harassment, assault, they were up sharply last year. The ADL said in its annual summary, a function of pandemic restrictions decreasing, but as a backlash to Israeli airstrikes in the Gaza Strip in May of 2021. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure that there's a lot going on there, but just throwing that out. Here's another one I want to put out there. We are getting a step closer to Baba Vanga's vision of Russia completely incinerating Germany. Headline, in major reversal after warning of nuclear war, Germany approves tanks, anti-aircraft tanks for Ukraine. In a major reversal following Chancellor Olaf Scholz, only days ago, voicing strong resistance, it appears that Berlin has bowed to the mounting pressure among allies and approved new tank deliveries to Ukraine from Germany's own stock, which Schultz has previously said was depleted.
German Ministry of Defense announced Tuesday that delivery of Gepard anti-aircraft tanks in Ukraine has been approved. As part of Schultz's earlier rejection of sending heavy weapon systems, he had cited the potential for the West and Russia sliding into a World War III and nuclear war scenario. Ah, the shit be damned, because we know that the, the economy in Europe is going down just as fast as the American economy, so we're all going to need a reset. Axios reports that the new shipment of the German-made Flachpanzer Gepard was announced by Germany's Minister of Defense, Christine Lambrecht, during a meeting with more than 30 defense officials from dozens of NATO and non-NATO countries at Ramstein Air Base. Among the officials there at Ramstein for the meeting, which was focused on how to help Ukraine defeat Russian invasion. Oh my God, it's just, just, just go in, go in, just, just come on. Come on, the restraint has been, is, has been amazing so far from the Russians. The restraint has been amazing. They really don't want to incinerate the world. They, they truly don't. But, um, uh, everybody's going to have to go back on something if we're going to get this war kicked off. Just, um, whatever. Oh, here we go. Here's another headline from Zero Hedge, and please, I hope it's not true. Humans may be all over the universe, scientists say. Please, God, make it not true. This is from Kate Hulton at themindunleashed.com. Let's pretend for a moment that the future, the future of humanity are able to travel to other planets and discover that even more humans are there. University of Cambridge astrobiologist believes that scenario, that scenario is more possible than you'd imagine. Based on his research, the BBC's Science Focus magazine recently published an interview with Simon Conway Morris, an evolutionary uh, uh, paleobotanist, at the university's Department of Earth Sciences, in which he stated that researchers can say with reasonable confidence that human-like evolution has occurred in other parts of the universe. So I guess this would this would bolster the panspermia theory. In summary, convergent evolution theory asserts that evolution is a natural law that operates similarly on all planets. In other words, the blue and green alien humanoids from Star Trek may be real. I don't know. I don't know. Well, listen, like I said, I hope not. And case in point, case in point, children, you have to get out for a moment. I need to speak. The adults have to speak. That's right. Get up. Uncle Frank needs you out just for a couple minutes. Are they gone? All right, get the hell out. Go. Go. Scram. Case in point, I hope the humans are not all over the universe. Here's a headline from Lad Bible. Snickers, Snickers, the candy bar, responds to the claims that it has removed the dick vein from its chocolate. Snickers has responded to rumors that it has removed the signature so-called dick vein. It's so-called because Snickers did not give it that name, of course. From its chocolate bars, which is a, uh, a sentence you probably weren't expecting to read today. Earlier this month, a bizarre rumor went viral that Mars Incorporated, the company that makes Snickers, had removed the dick vein from the top of the chocolate bar, supposedly after caving to public outcry. I've never heard that outcry. 
please, less dick vein. I can't eat it. Never mind. Uh, the A Twitter account called Juniper first shared a screen grab from what appeared to be a timeout article titled Snickers are officially caving and removing the world-renowned vein from the candy bar with a subhead atta- uh, subheading attached to it. Woke mobs have been begging for decades and finally cancel culture prevails. So it's obviously satire. It had, it, you know, it, but they, it elicited a response. Um, however, according to Snopes, the screen grab from the... Oh, wait, wait, wait. It was not... Hold on. We are Snickers. But now Snickers has step, stepped in to confirm what we all needed to know, saying that the beloved veins shall remain despite strange panic online. The official Snickers Twitter account tweeted, Good news. Contrary to what's trending on Twitter, the veins remain. So, yes, I... I hope that this is the only place. I hope that the, the human thing has been contained to Earth. Can you imagine if humans are all over the galaxy talking about the dick vein on chocolate bars and watching divorce court live streams of space Johnny Depp? Oh, God. I pray that this is isolated, at least for as long as this madness ensues, until we figure something out and take the next leap. <laughs> we got to take the next leap sometime. Uh, please keep us isolated. All right, well, we have plenty to do, plenty to do, and all with you. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to kick this one off. Send those super chats in to the tip of stream or on Rockfin or on the gold pills with, uh, with Foxhole on quitefrankly.tv or even the Rumble Rants. I get around to all of them in due time. We will be right back. Sit down, relax, and share the show, ladies and gents. One ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's rock! Okay. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. I hope that you're all getting cozy. Always have a nice, cozy live audience. And for everybody that is watching or listening in the uh, the afterwards, the after hours, or tomorrow on demand, however it fits into your schedule, thank you for joining me. It's great to have you here. I know that we need to do a film club, uh, film club session soon. I have to pick something. Film club also needs to include some things like series, even though some things are pretty long to get through. But still, it's just 
I know a few people said, Frank, we got to do, uh, we got to do some breakdowns and, and reviews of episodes of Better Call Saul because episode two came out yesterday. Me and Lauren just watched it during lunch today. Can't say anything because I don't want to spoil it for anybody because it's still too fresh. But damn, is it? It's it's going to be harrowing probably. Got to tie up a lot of loose ends. But um, lost the character I knew was not going to stick around for much longer in episode in episode two. Character I really liked, but got to cut it. You got to get everybody emotionally invested with your characters before you cut them out. That's how that's how you build suspense. That's how you do a lot of good things. Better call Saul. That was a good one. Well, it's technically episode three because the f- last Monday was two episodes combined. So there's that going on. All right. Still fresh. Still fresh in the minds of everybody is the Twitter thing. Now, like it or not, like I said, it's an enormous story that impacts a lot of, you know, everything. Everything from elections to pandemic death tolls to the growth of new media. We are uh, we're, we're, we're constantly scratching and clawing for ways to get out to people. And that's why we're on every platform that pops up. And I would also like to say right off the bat, no matter how much we go into this and we talk about the ups, the downs, the, po- the, the pros and the cons, everything that me and Rich Barris, uh, that, we, that Rich and I spoke about last night on the show is the way I'm always going to feel about this. And he made some wonderful points. I believe a lot of people uh, agree with great feedback on last night's show that uh, whereas someone like me or you know if, if you have a show or not sometimes you just got an obligation I have an obligation to get visible and to, to be everywhere possible that can grow the brand so um, that's one thing if Twitter and YouTube was still open to everybody uh, you know everybody that, that got everybody from from red pill 78 to Methods, to Sean from SGT Report, anybody, Polly, everybody that got kicked off that I feel like we're all 10,000 miles away from each other. It's sick. I, I really do hate the splintering feeling. I hate it. Doesn't matter how much we text or email. It's, it's really a sick feeling. But uh, you damn well, you know, could bet your money that, that they would like for it all to be back the way it was. I sure would. Because even though I am still on places like YouTube, there's there's nothing going on there for me. Nothing. I'm not even reaching, I'm not reaching barely anybody that subscribed to me there. I have a nice core group of people that come back and, and I understand why. It's a, it's a stable platform. It's familiar. And while, while it's there, you might as well use it. I completely understand. But um, it's there's there's a wet blanket still thrown on anything. Now, there's been a little weird shit going on with Twitter in the last 24 hours where it feels like the wet blanket has been pulled back a little bit. I don't know how it's possible because what influence does Elon Musk already have on this on this company? Could it be possible? We'll talk about that in a second. But I just want to make sure that everybody knows that once again, we need to prioritize. Need to prioritize every new frontier that has been created um, in response to what we know is the, 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 the massive suppression of free speech and the collusion against free humanity. That's really what it is. It's a, it's a corporatist, fascist, globalist collusion against a free humanity. 
if you are able to alter and suppress and 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 uh, and uh, augment free speech in any way that limits it, then you are dist- you are working toward the end of a free humanity because there is no way that humanity can stay free, that it can innovate, that it can solve problems if you have limited its speech and you have put very hard or in in, in even worse terms, vague parameters on what's acceptable thought. Because that's been the worst part about places like YouTube. You don't know what rule you're violating. That's just what it's all about here. The biggest problem, which is what we discussed last night. But um, uh, there's just so much here. I want to go through some things that will make us laugh first. Here is Zero Hedge puts puts up a... A little bit of a collection of tweets. How 22 celebrities reacted when they learned that Elon Musk had just bought Twitter. Well, let's go around. It's from Michael Snyder. First one up, Tucker Carlson. We're back. He was let. He was let back on. Now I don't know if that's because of Elon Musk. Babylon B is let back on. I don't know if it's because of Elon Musk. What would prompt it? This quick. What would prompt it? I don't know. Ice Cube said, "Free at last, Elon Musk. Take off my shadow ban, homie." Brian Stelter, we listened to him cry last night. That's the same uh, clip from last night where he was just like, you wouldn't want to go to a party with no rules, would you? Oh, and by the way, I had a post flagged on Truth Social uh, today because I sarcastically used the word bastard. Hold on. Uh, I'll I'll tell you exactly what it is because I have it over here. Let me get it. Here we go. Oh, I said, okay. I said, hey, guys, I know that we're tens of trillions of dollars in debt due to welfare, foreign aid, and other frivolous schemes, plus hundreds of trillions of dollars in outstanding liabilities. But how about that rotten bastard, Elon Musk, choosing not to end world hunger with his $44 billion? That's that, I, I love that default. You know, with the $44 billion, he could have ended world hunger. I said, do you understand? You, you already spent... And then somebody said, you know, there's a six, here's a $6 billion plan to end world hunger. We've already sent like $15 billion to Ukraine, to ourselves in Ukraine. All of our assets in Ukraine. The, the, the nerve on these people. But either way, that I just read to you from a tweet that I put out this morning. That is there. It's fine. that Everybody can access. But on Truth Social, it got you know put behind a, uh, a censored wall that you have to click through to see sensitive comment because I said rotten bastard in a sarcastic, in a sarcastic way. So, I mean, so it looks like Brian Stelter should join truth social where you need to take your shoes off before you enter the living room no rules <laughs> my god all right well uh here let's let's do a little bit more this is from mark and uh anderson he uh, shared a jim halpert from the office to, uh, meme when jim goes in front of the marker board Eh, well if you can see it then there you go it's elon musk instead of uh John Krasinski, and he says, it's a free market. If you do not like it, build your own Twitter. And then Elon Musk just uh, scribbles out, build build your, and he says, own Twitter. So we just took it. All right. John Rich. John Rich retweeted or responded to a fat Rob Reiner tweet. Here's what he said. 
Rob Reiner said, now that Elon Musk is buying Twitter, the question for all of us is, will he allow a criminal who used his platform to lie and spread disinformation to try to overthrow the U.S. government to return and to continue his criminal activity? And if he does, how do we combat it? And John Rich says, calm down, Rob. I'm sure he'll let Hillary Clinton stay on. Fantastic. Hundreds of thousands of likes. It's a... it's truly remarkable. There's more. There is more. Let's go to just some randoms here now. I love this one. Woodsy83 says, Elon Musk takes over and turns Twitter into his extremist version of free speech, and I'm out of here. Go ahead, you loser. Stop telling people what you think. Please stop telling people what you think. Ludwig Schnee says the end of Twitter. You can bet after the sale, you know who will be reinstated. Yeah, Voldemort. Just in time for the midterms. Yeah. Wow. Did the in-depth analysis from these retards. Ashton Pittman. This guy's a real winner. Decent people aren't going to remain on a platform that you turn into a cesspool of harassers, conspiracy theorists, Nazis, abusive misogynists, to name a few. You're purposefully setting out to destroy this platform to salvage your own man-child ego. It's just amazing how they can't grasp that they're talking about themselves. It's amazing. It'll never not be amazing. It really wouldn't be. It, it, it's, ne- it's never not going to be amazing. And when it comes to that Pittman guy, I mean, he said something else the other day that I I thought was was pretty incredible about uh, you know the reply how he gets how he's he's getting so much hate from the replies of the tweets because of uh, of all this stuff and that it is uh, a demonstration of how shitty Elon Musk's followers are and all that stuff when it's just once again they do nothing. The regressives, they do nothing but sling shit all day. But when it comes from the, and this is not whataboutisms, it's just, you know, I don't deny that we are in a very messy food fight. It's turning into a rock fight. And there is no decorum. There, we are becoming less and less polite with each other. But, but for one side to say, for one side of that same coin to say, look, Look, this this proves why our cult needs to be the controlling, regulating interest on this platform. These spoiled ninny brats. Spoiled ninny brats. Here's another one from Mia Farrow, so you know it's very, very high IQ. Well, if Twitter becomes even more toxic with Trumpy treasonous lies and all the hatred, it'll be taken less seriously and people like me will quit for peace of mind. Please, Mia, get the hell out. Get out. Get out. Elizabeth Warren, she said, this deal is dangerous. This was in between sips of beer with her husband. You want a beer, babe? Want a beer, babe? This deal is dangerous for our democracy. Billionaires like Elon Musk play a different set of rules, play by a different set of rules than everyone else, accumulating power for their own gain. We need wealth tax and strong rules to hold big tech accountable. Shut up. Let's do another one. What's this? Uh, Matthew Stadion. 
He, re- he replied directly to Elon Musk, so he's speaking truth to power. One man should not be the arbiter of what free speech does or doesn't mean. Wow. That is very, very deep. See, in, in crazy lib world, one man openly supporting free speech is dangerous. What is much better is unknowable committees of globalists constantly shifting the parameters of, as I said before, acceptable speech, acceptable thought. So one guy stands on his principle and makes it be known, and they just like being ruled by the whims of unknowable committees of people, unknowable committees of globalists, groomed by people like the rotting oyster man, Klaus Schwab, groomed by him and all of his friends. And then we have, uh, let's see here, what do we have over here? Oh, okay, that's right. Now we have one of the token characters on The View saying that free speech is only something that straight white guys enjoy. Here, here we go. I don't even know who this woman's name is. And in fact, on Twitter, it is predominantly straight white men. So when Elon Musk says, wow, this is about free speech, it seems to me that it's about free speech of straight white white men and so let them have it let them just go at it i enjoy the block button on twitter um i think it has a real outsized influence in 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 our world because politicians and celebrities are on it in fact yeah that's no that's great well she may have a point actually because we have footage this is crazy we have footage of a group of gun-toting straight white males receiving the news of the Twitter buyout yesterday. And it is very disturbing. Watch this. Yeah, it's, it, that's disturbing. It's disturbing how they have taken such such pleasure in this that they that they're getting all this power back. <laughs> Meanwhile, this woman, whoever the hell she is, she's an example, perfect example of what the system actually amplifies and promotes. She's a fucking tool. She's a tool. Just nothing to offer the world except checking boxes and just just helping divide the culture. And especially uh, maintaining control of whatever is left of the stay-at-home moms that still watch these hags. Unreal. And then, of course, you have people like Sean White. No, I'm sorry, Sean King. Sean King. Sean White is the snowboarder. Sean King is just a white honky race baiter, race hustler, who pretends he has been allowed so long by the left to pretend that he's black. That was those... Completely Freudian calling him Sean White because he is a honky. Well, Sean King, Sean King, no relation to Dr. Martin Luther King. <laughs> As you can see, Sean King rage twits, tw- twits, rage quits Twitter over Elon Musk's purchase. That's it. He just smashed his PlayStation controller and stormed out of the basement.
Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter, this is from the Gateway Pundit, is already the gift that keeps on giving. Shortly after news broke that the platform would once again respect the freedom of speech, far-left activist Sean King deleted his entire account. He had a million followers, but it doesn't matter because especially all those accounts, they have like a million followers, 800,000 followers. They'll tweet something out and like three people will retweet it. Like, what's the point of even having all that? It's nonsense. In fact, I saw, this is the weird thing about this. This is the weird thing about this. Um, I'll get around to it again in a little bit, but I've been seeing this really weird effect where everybody's been picking up followers again. I've been picking up followers the last 20, I said, what is going on? Talk about that in a second. But on the other side, you have people like David Hogg, you know, the stick insect from Florida. He was tw- he tweeted something thing earlier today. I saw it pop up on a few message boards. How he was like very like he's you know concerned or 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 curious as to why he's losing thousands of followers. Again, I don't understand how it could be anything that anything like a cleanup. There's no way that this could possibly be happening. Or maybe they got the the bot sweepers going. They're just trying to clean up everything as quickly as possible. That's the thing that's that's coming out here. Everybody said, well, they're going to shut down all of the code so that nobody goes in there and, you know, lays a, a, a deuce on something and tries to just, like, destroy things on the way out. But I'm wondering what's going on clandestinely. What's going on clandestinely to avoid embarrassment when... If and when Elon Musk does make the source code open to the public so people can then go write voluminous amounts of articles, blogs, uh, uh, anything that is able to document just how screwed the entire back end of Twitter was to make sure that only a certain amount of things were going on and a certain amount of people were viewed. You know, so I think that's more so on the other end. It's not about, it's not about, well, you, you got to watch out. These people may, you know, foul things up on the way out or, you know, whatever. I said, no, 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 no. This is about trying to make it look like it was all on the up and up the best they can. Now, I don't know if there, there has to be ways where any kind of change to anything is logged and it's, it's hard to get away with something like that, but there's got to be something like that. That is more likely than any of the sab- the sabotage out the door, if you ask me. Not, not that sabotage is off the table. You're talking about irrational, emotional people who do things that are... Compl- you remember that... Who was that, who, what was that, that woman's name that went to jail because of leaking uh, material from what's... Her name was Victory or something like that. The things that people do to try to become martyrs in the eyes, of, you know, ideological warriors, zealots, when it's... It, it does nothing to help your cause and makes you look like shit and it really just screws things up down, down the line. What was her Victory something winners? I forget her name. Anyway, here's another one. This is a crazy revelation right here. Well, not too crazy. We know what's going on. From the Daily Wire, MSNBC host now complains elections could be swayed through Twitter sw- censorship through Twitter censorship. Host Ari Melber reacted to Monday news that Elon Musk would be buying Twitter for $44 billion, telling viewers that they should be paying attention to Twitter. 
Since the world's richest person who is very good at accumulating wealth and power thinks it is worth spending tens of billions of dollars on because, frankly, he thinks it's valuable and he thinks it may help him. Trump, by the way, today is claiming that he won't even return to Twitter if the ban were lifted, but takes, uh, but few take what Donald Trump says seriously on that score. So what's happening here? This is very, this is far bigger than Trump or Elon Musk. There are symptoms of the world that we are living in and the technology that has outpaced any of our abilities to deal with it. And then he expressed anxieties that one person can own all of Twitter, saying that if you own all Twitter or Facebook or what have you, you don't have to explain yourself. Here is the actual clip. Own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees. Really? <clears throat> oh, really? Or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And Yeah, you, like, like Hunter Biden last uh, two Octobers ago, right? That was a completely truthful, honest, and damning Damning story that not only implicated him, but many people in his uh, in his family, including his now installed president father, who is getting Tony Soprano kickbacks from his crackhead son that he sent around the world as a uh, a surrogate for his family, and that's and the the monetary the the financial crimes and the influence peddling is just the tip of the iceberg before you get around to the drugs and the sexual abuse and the incest and all that stuff. The rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Oh, I know. Oh, we know, Ari. We know. Now, obviously, obviously, this is the straight-faced Hillary Clinton Machiavellian act that everybody plays where you just have to act as this is the precipice. As if it wasn't already crossed. This is the precipice. Everything prior to this was on the straight and narrow, and we were always just doing our best to manage the complex new world. A complex new world where free speech can't be absolute. And sure, we'll make mistakes along the way. Sure, we will. But, you know, this is the precipice that we were trying to avoid, and now we're in real danger. Because all the shit I just said hasn't already happened, but it could now. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. You're, 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 a, you're, a, you're a, a true mensch, Mr. Buttplug. Ari Melber. You're a true mensch. Now, somebody, I don't know if this is the real General Flynn site, on Telegram, but he had, uh, he had, what was this, a, um, it's a little bit of a response to that clip right there I thought was pretty, was pretty great, and I want to read it to you right now, it's from someone who signed their name clandestine, and he said, the Ari Melber clip is mind-blowing, the impact of Twitter, the Twitter buyout is going to be colossal as it pertains to waking normies, it's already begun. Check out the normies' beloved MSNBC accidentally red-pilling boatloads of their sheep. I don't know if it red-pilled anybody. Like I just said, he presented it from a from a gaslighting standpoint of, you know, we're we're on the precipice of disaster instead of already far off the cliff. Uh, for us, it's it's ironic. It's it's incredible to continue to watch the play carry on. You know, to to watch from the from side stage going, holy hell, 
man, they, they, are, they, they really, really do commit themselves to the worst, the worst of openly exposed schemes. MSNBC just said the quiet part out loud. They just admitted that with the control of large social media platform, you can censor and dilute the message of opposing political candidates and their followers to maximize your political reach and deafen the opposition, saying it can alter elections and you wouldn't find out about it until long after the race is over. Notice how they failed to mention this is exactly what happened with the Hunter Biden laptop story that labels labeled Russian disinformation. Well, in other things like the election itself, They just go out there and once again, confidently own it, but put a new face on it and just have everybody, all their assets repeat, affirm, and be equally confident, like the Time Magazine article talking about why democracy needed to be fortified in 2020, and they laid out 90% of everything that we said was happening in the lead up to the, uh, the, the stealing of the election. Let's see here. Uh, Notice how the liberal media complex refused to recognize this reality conveniently until the day Elon finalized the deal. Now they are enraged about it since the power no longer lies in their hands. They were completely okay with this power so long as they had it. As I stated before, the enemy is sloppy when under duress, apply pressure, and they are prone to mistakes. As you can see, Elon taking Twitter is a lot of pressure on them, and in their impulsive, emotionally charged responses such as this one, they will slip up and spill some beans they weren't supposed to spill. I I, I say, yeah, yeah, along the way, they will spill some stuff, but it'll just be validation for us. For the people who we think are going to get red-pilled by it, I hope another sliver of people are opened up and they have some cold water thrown in their face and they finally see the contradictions and and the, the inconsistent logic. I hope that happens for sure. But really, this is more so like an act of throwing out a grand piano from a plane that needs to drop weight right off the bat. You just got to throw things out. You got to lighten yourself up. You got to make yourself a little bit more limber. You got to, you know, just get out ahead of things. All right. Um, Also, keep in mind the very idea that elections can be altered by media and big tech was considered a conspiracy theory until today. Not that they don't have the power to do it. It is now the greatest threat to our democracy. It is not, well, well, um, for anybody who's been reading into this for any, for at least eight years now, I think it was. Dr. Robert Epstein, he was talking about it after the 2016 election, about about the 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 way that Hillary Clinton actually received the windfall of anywhere between two and maybe 16 million votes just based on the way that the internet, the algorithms for search engines are. Going back to 2013, 2014, I remember covering this in the old studio when they were when these these first. Um, these first studies on search engine manipulation effect came out. Holy hell! You want to talk about what just tinkering with the uh, the search engines on the internet does to the uh, to swing the voting habits of target demographics anywhere up to sixty percent swings. It's incredible. It's incredible. We talk about we can talk about Dinesh D'Souza and his 2,000 mules and stuffing ballots, which is v- very, very uh, important. I can't wait to watch that one because it's just another chapter to this story. 
And as Rich Barra said last night, they did something so big and something so unthinkable in 2020, he doesn't see how they can do it again in 2024. Well, I mean, as clandestine over here just said, they do stupid things when they're under duress. And their jobs have not gotten any easier at all. At all. They, They do not have the COVID parachute anymore. They do not have that issue. At least as of now, they don't have the issue. I don't know what the hell they're going to try to push to be able to say that we need mail-in ballots like we did in 2020. I don't know what the hell they're going to push. But right now they don't have COVID. I mean, maybe they can they can, they can can uh, stage a Russian invasion of the U.S. mainland and do some Red Dawn shit. I, I don't know. But they're under duress. And I, I don't think that they really care about uh, the way they look anymore. That's for sure. But here's what I want to bring up at 7.42, making my way along here. The headline. Uh, this one's from Zero Hedge. Now, as of this morning, I was seeing a lot of people celebrating, still, Twitter. I, as I said, I'm, I'm enjoying the meltdown. I'm enjoying the media analysis, and I'm enjoying what everybody out there is thinking. Uh, pros, cons, is this what it seems? Is it not? Either way, our, our job remains the same. We have to commit to self-improvement. We have to commit to learning about ourselves, our potential, our true history, um, and we have to have a good time and enjoy life. This stuff is going to go on all around us, and we have to use whatever tools are in the war chest while they're available, and when they get taken away, that's why we do not deprioritize what we have already done on the new frontiers of media. You, you don't run away from that to go back into the arms of Twitter, as Rich Barris said last night, and he has not been removed from Twitter, but he understands that you have to be where you can be whenever you can, especially if you're in his kind of business, and, uh, and throw everything you can your financial support, um, social media support, everything else behind new media. That's what it is. Um, but when I woke up this morning, I still was very confused as to why everybody was hailing this, this announcement of the approval yesterday, just yesterday, like it was VJ Day, like the war was over or something like that. Because this is, was just an announcement of an accepted offer that may be closed at some point this year. Like over the next six months, they said that there is going to be this transition or whatever. So I'm asking myself, how could anything have changed or am I missing something? Why is it that people are saying free speech is back? When, how could any company policy had changed? And then by midday, midday today, I swear, I don't know what the hell is happening. By midday today, I started taking on dozens of followers again. Dozens of followers. I said, where the hell is this coming from? And the engagement on my tweets had more than tripled. Now, not like it was back in early 2020 or something like that. But, uh, but then I saw people like the Hodge twins. The Hodge twins say that they took on, in the last 24 hours, 50,000 new followers on Twitter. And everybody seems to be, from my anecdotal observations, seems to be taking on some sort of a windfall. Anybody who had been publicly visible in in the past and already has a little bit of a foundation, they're putting it out there. Uh, I've seen just things popping off. And I'm just confused. I really am. How the hell is it going on? Then I looked at this, this article again. Twitter goes on internal lockdown to prevent woke employees taking revenge for Elon Musk takeover. It's from Paul Joseph Watson. 
Um, after Musk completed the $44 billion purchase of the social media network, leftists responded with their usual brand of hysterical moral grandstanding and, and, and empty threats to leave the platform altogether. However, the company is also concerned about the internal reaction with the concerns that angry, woke employees would stage performative hissy fits um, and harm the platform in response to Musk's purchase. Twitter has locked down all changes apart from business critical updates in a bid to halt in, halt collateral damage. Nick Turner reported for Bloomberg said Twitter has locked down product changes to the site keeping employees who may be miffed about the Elon Musk deal from going rogue. Now, um... He says product changes will require approval from Vice President, reports Yahoo Finance. Twitter imposed temporary ban to keep employees who may be miffed about the deal from going rogue. The report notes that many employees are agitated about what Musk plans to do with the company and, God forbid, predicate it on true free speech. Alarmed leftists are also petrified that prominent banned individuals as Donald Trump and Alex Jones could make a return to the platform. Now, the opposite seems to have happened. In fact, um, you know, uh, it, when I'm talking about where they say miffed, or somebody can go in there and start um, fouling something up. And I was confused here because this would be the Occam's razor, most likely scenario, why they would lock things down. But it just makes no sense as to why it would ever happen unless it was part of some precondition of the sale to Musk. Is that, is that the case here? Like with the approval of this yesterday, why would the Twitter upper echelon do this stuff? What would motivate Twitter management to blockade their underlings like this when we know that there's no difference between the lower rung employees and the administration level types? I mean, we've watched these people get exposed by Project Veritas how many times? We've watched them go and, and spin their nonsense on the Joe Rogan podcast. They, they, their salaries vary, but their motivations are all held in common. So I, I would think that the higher-ups would want the grunts to do a whole lot. And this is what I'm thinking here. This is why I would say the only thing is that, I would, that they would want a whole lot of uh, last-minute changes in paper shredding to go on. Like Rich Barris had said last night, a little bit of a boiler room operation. You know, did they send in a clandestine team of programmers to loosen the noose a little bit so that when the source code is made public, it doesn't look so bad, it doesn't reflect so poorly on prior management, even though we have them on tape time and time again talking about what they're doing and why they're doing it. So I know that citing my personal experience in the Hodge twins is just anecdotal, like I said before, but something has definitely changed. I don't know what it is, and I... And I, I I, I, and I doubt that Musk has any real say in what changes need to be made um, right now. I, I doubt that that has happened in the last 36 hours. Especially this. Twitter staff from the Daily Mail are told in emergency meeting that their jobs are only safe for six months until Musk completes his $44 billion takeover as they demand to know if they will be forced to return to the office. Six months. He better have some kind of a good condition clause. Um, some kind of a good condition clause built into this. 
Because I'll tell you, then again, that's why they locked everything down. But alternate theories, alternate theories. I'm not, I am not comfortable with anything. I'm not comfortable with anything. I don't trust these people. I don't trust Elon Musk as far as I can throw him. Uh, I am as intrigued and as entertained as some of you are uh, when it comes to, to matters of this type. But let's, let's, let's be honest here. This whole thing about Jack Dorsey, who is a strange, bugged out, weird creature that we've been able to observe on things like that Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan podcast from time to time. Strange, bugged out creature who has suddenly got very, um, very religious about the, the, the years or what, what Twitter is now that he is gone. Gateway Pundit, Elon is the singular solution I trust. Jack Dorsey praises Elon Musk's Twitter takeover. Former CEO Jack Dorsey commended Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter as the first step in solving the problem of the company. Solving the problem. As the Gateway Pundit previously reported, former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey said that he is partially to blame for the current state of our internet today and claimed that he regrets it. So he's the modern-day Woodrow Wilson. The days of Usenet, IRC, the web, even email with PGP were amazing. Centralizing discovery and identity into corporation into corporations really damaged the internet. I realize I'm a partly to blame and I regret it. Uh, we, we read that tweet weeks ago when that came out. Dorsey destroyed free speech in America. Twitter has banned gateway pundit account. Twitter notoriously banned former President uh, Trump. Blah, blah, blah. But now he's saying this. I love Twitter. Twitter is the closest thing we have to a global consciousness. The idea and service is all that matters to me, and I will do whatever it takes to protect both. Yeah. And meanwhile, he took his check and left. And when he was in a position for the last 10 years or so to do that, to preserve things, he did not. Twitter as a company has always been my sole issue and my biggest regret has been owned by Wall Street and the ad model taking it back from Wall Street is the correct first step. In principle, I don't believe anyone should own or run Twitter. It wants to be a public good, a protocol level, not a company. Solving for the problem of being a company, however, Elon is the singular solution I trust. I trust his mission to extend the light of consciousness. That is, those are very weird, weird words. Very weird, semi-religious words there. The extend... The mission to extend the light of consciousness. Elon's goals of creating a platform that is maximally trusted and broadly inclusive is the right one. This is also Paraga's goal and why I chose him. Thank you both for getting the company out of the impossible situation. This is the right path. I believe it with all my heart. Uh, So, listen, there's plenty to be dubious about. And as I said... You stake you if you're if you're working in new media, you got to be wherever you can be until you can't. Uh, but do not get attached to this because there's some weird shit going on. There is weird shit going on. There is. Let's take a really quick break. When we come back, we're going to take about uh, I don't know 15 minutes of your calls, 15 minutes of your calls, and I'll save all this other stuff. Well, maybe I'll work it in in between the fires and all that stuff. We will be right back. Don't go. Anywhere. Well, my son, come on over to the house. 
yesterday, and he's wearing a white shirt with a yellow emblem that says, I voted for Joe Biden. He told me he was doing a social experiment, and he wanted to see how people would react. Well, so far, he's been slapped, spit on, threatened, kicked, body slammed, and even thrown in the garbage can. And then I told him, I said, son, it's just going to get worse when you leave the house. Lulu had a baby, she named him Tiny Tim. She put him in the piss butt to teach him how to swim. He swam to the bottom, he swam to the top. Lulu got excited and pulled him by his cocktail ginger ale, five cents a glass. If you don't like it, just shove it up your ass. Ask me no more questions, I'll tell you no more lies. A man got hit with a bag of shit, and that's the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold on. I eat Aunt the pasta twice just because she is so nice, Angelina. Hey, Angelina. Waitress at the pizzeria. Okay. So, what kind of food are they? What kind of food are they going to be selling at the pizzeria when there's there's nothing? There's nothing but crickets. I don't know. I appreciate you know Ice Age Farmer put this out not too long ago. Uh, this was from let's see here, a massive fire. Massive fire engulfs large sausage factory. Calm down, Mark. Calm down, Mark Swan. Massage, massive fire engulfs large sausage factory in the UK. Somehow, already 95% burned by the time the crews uh, arrived. IAF comment, these fires are now at ridiculous levels. Our food supply is spontaneously combusting at ludicrous speed. By that, I mean this. It is now reaching, this is Ice Age Farmer's comment, it is now reaching level of revelation of the method, where even Tucker is speaking about the destruction of our food supply, yet multiple large facilities continue to erupt in flames every day. It is unbelievable, like the poorly constructed narratives, the many false flags, such as the paper passports being magically found after 9-11. Yep. Yeah, you can't, you can't forget about that one. The, uh, immediately... Immediately after, like right there, then. The fire becomes an outright mockery of those of us who are paying attention, who are burning. We are burning your food supply and even telling you we're doing it and you can't stop us. Ignore the mockery. Keep planting that garden. Here you go. A large sausage, a large factory, at a, a large fire at a sausage factory is being tackled by 10 crews from both Essex and Hertfordshire. Thick plumes of smoke can be seen across the town, and the fire service was warned people to stay indoors and keep windows shut. The fire service said that when crews arrived, the building was already 95% alight and 100% smoke-logged. Now, that's just in the UK. Of course, this goes down with everything else. Plane crashes near General Mills food plant amid outbreak of fires and food processing facilities across the nation. This is from the Gateway Pundit. 
Uh, they just did a good uh, aggregate of all these things going on here. He had this plane crash, but it's set up against so many. I mean, this is huge. We're talking about dozens of fires in food processing plants. They have been, um, I mean, feed mills, everything. They have been ramping up, especially in 2022. I would suggest again, if you missed it the other day, after the after, after the show, in the after show, on QuiteFrankly.tv, we featured uh, one of the latest from Really Graceful. Go find her on YouTube. She's one of the best out there. Grace, Really Graceful, she talked about this. Strange things that are going on with the food processing plants. So aside from what is happening at ports, what is happening with these... Um, these wars, these, uh, and then of course all the wars that are requiring boycotts, boycotts and boycotts and boycotts, and the energy independence problem, and everything else set to the backdrop of all of the big billionaires hanging out in uh, Abu Dhabi, talking about the uh, the upcoming resets and what's going on. It's just, it really is. I like how he brought that up. Ice Age Farmer, it truly is revelation of the method. It's right in your face now. And now, and now this, I talked about this, the, uh, the FBI is astroturfing. Wait, wait, hold on a second. I have a little bit of the uh, Ice Age Farmer also put this together on his website. This is just in the last, um, the last couple of months. These are all of the fires, the locations, been pinning them on the map. Locations of food processing plants, feed mills, and elsewhere. I guess that he updates them in real time, so there there must be a little bit. Uh, the UK fire he just reported on at the sausage factory must be there. But look at all that in the in the uh, in Canada and the US. US has just been lit up. It's very odd, very odd stuff, and it's going to have, it's going to exacerbate the impacts that we're going to be feeling time and time again. Another reason why I say BlueMonsterPrep.com. Make sure, everybody says, make sure you have three months each. I'd say make sure you have closer to four, five, six. Just don't know. Now the FBI is doing this. They are, um, they're warning about ransomware attacks on food processing and, and production facilities. Imagine that. Imagine this bullshit. FBI warns of targeting targeted cyber attacks on food plants after mysterious rash of fires. The FBI Cyber Division published a notice this past week warning about increased cyber attack threats on agricultural cooperatives, which comes at a time when curious string of fires and explosions damaged uh, damaged major food processing plants across the country. Quote, ransomware actors may be more likely to attack agricultural cooperatives during critical planting and harvesting seasons, disrupting operations, causing financial loss, and negatively impacting the food supply chain. The notice read, adding that 2021 and early 2022 ransomware attacks on farming co-ops could affect the current planting season by disrupting the supply of seeds and fertilizer. The agency warned a significant disruption of grain production could impact the entire food chain since grain is not only consumed by humans, but also used for animal feed. In addition, a significant disruption of grain and corn production could impact commodities, trading, and stocks. 
FBI's warning comes as as nearly two dozen food processing uh, facilities across Canada and the U.S. have experienced a string of fires, plane crashes, and explosions, according to the Western Standard. The most recent incidents were fired at two, uh, fires at two Oregon-based food processing plants. First, on Monday night, a fire destroyed Azure Standards Joint Headquarters and Warehouse Facilities. The second was an explosion on Tuesday at a Shearer's food plant. Internet sleuths pieced together a compilation of headlines showing a spate of fires at food processing plants across the country in the last year or so, and it is breathtaking. Breathtaking. Greg Muzzlewhite. Starting from 2019, Tyson Foods, Kansas, August. Then we jump to 2021 from the bottom up. Delhi Star Meat Plant in Illinois. Kellogg Company, Memphis, Tennessee. Paddock Meat Processing Facility, Cobb County, Georgia. JBS USA, Nebraska. Made Right Steak Company, Kansas, uh, Kansas City, Kansas. Westside Food Processing Plant, San Antonio, Texas. That was all 2021. Now here's 2022. Real quick. Van Drunnen Farms, Illinois. Cargill Neutrina Feed Mill, Louisiana. A potato plant, Warden, Washington. Harper's, Harper's uh, Market Poultry Plant, Hamilton Mountain. Wisconsin River Meats. Mawson, Wisconsin, Bonanza Company, El Paso, Shearer's Foods, Oregon, Hot Pocket Plant, Jonesboro, Arkansas, Walmart Fulfillment Center, Plainfield, Indiana, did that one twice, Marco Bia Food Pantry, Arizona, Rio Fresh, Texas, now we're finally into April, East Conway Beef and Pork, New Hampshire, Gem State Processing, Idaho, Taylor Farms, Salinas, California, and Azure Standard Headquarters, Oregon, that was on April 18th. Um, it's, it's really, you could say coincidence, but why would you do that? <laughs> why on earth would you do that? So we're getting astroturfed with that now, too. Let's take some calls. i got about 10 minutes before I'm out of here. 914-595-6953. In the meantime, I'll read some Super Chats. Here's the first one up. It's from, well, this one is uh, from Christian. Christian says, Frank, I don't care about the Twitter thing one way or another, but it does burn me to be reminded that uh, if it weren't for companies like Twitter, we wouldn't have this demented diddler in the White House right now. Well, Christian, I'm not going to, I'm not going to invalidate your feelings. I mean, you can make the stronger case, though, that the suppression of a lot more, I mean, the suppression, uh, this kind of suppression in media, um, as a result of that, a lot more lives could have been saved from deadly COVID protocols that were made to be unquestionable, sacrosanct. Um, but uh, but Joe Biden was was not elected by way of voters, in my estimation. So you know, Twitter is part of the the set design for sure, and it has caused major damage. But as far as election goes, that's really just damage control and fire suppression. You know, the, as, as Rich said last night, that he, he estimated that maybe 8, eight to 15% more of his, of his voters would not have voted for him if the, um, if the news about his family's international dealings were not suppressed 
by companies like Twitter. But, you know, Twitter wasn't one of the reason. Twitter wasn't the reason why the DOJ and the circuit courts ran in the opposite direction from obvious fraud and everybody who wanted to go out there and, um, and, and present their case to the court. That included tens of thousands of sworn affidavits, which should have been uh, more than enough to cause concern. But like I said, Twitter doesn't, uh, doesn't control the DOJ. Let's go to Tola, Tula777 in Rumble. Says, receive some new orders, so paying it forward to you. Thank you for always putting on a great show, Frank. Tula, thank you so much. It's wonderful to have you out there. And I just saw an older one from Selling the Farm. Says, you can't always get what you want, but you can get what you need. Please, Rumble, isolate these Rumble rants so they don't get scrolled up. But you can get what you need with a little help from Frank and your friends. Well, selling the farm, I appreciate that. I really do. And thank you for hanging out out there. Thank you. Um, Here's one. Let's go to Rockfin. Everybody's chilling there. Good to see you all there on Rockfin. On the Tipistream. Stostube. Stonesoup says, Dan Schumann, that pesky partner in Tip Stream Super Chat Crime, has done it once again. You're a good man, Dan. A little bit extra from Frankly Support. Thank you. Always a little extra shout out to the early YouTube crowd and the chat and the Franklys out there. Hope all is well. Thank you, Stonesoup, so much. I really appreciate you and Dan Schumann, who started this, this very generous trend between you two. And, um, and it, it goes without saying goes without saying but I'll I'll continue to say it because I must um, this is my 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 store this is my cafe you guys and gals are always welcome to be in here I have never considered putting it behind a paywall I never will never will it's all about building the audience and building up this uh, this this new generation this new wave of talk radio and for for you guys and gals to voluntarily support the show whether it be monthly or through uh, random super chats or donations on PayPal or anywhere else or gold pills or whatever the hell it is, I can't thank you enough. Can't thank you enough for allowing me to to build up momentum in this this career that's always been a dream. And um, and I'll never, as long as, uh, I'm never going to stop. Never going to stop. And you guys are as much inspiration as you are wonderful, wonderful um injections of support for the whole operation. So, let's go over to Foxhole real quick. I want to say thank you to JBNO1. Thank you for that. Paulie, Frank, appreciate the effort. Thank you. Ohio Kimmy, hello, Frank and fam. Astro Emmy, Frank, thanks for making the news of the day actually enjoyable with your color commentary. Trump Red Pill 1, Frank, what's going on? EO2, thank you, or EO, thank you for all that you do, Frank. Hug that nugget for me. Oh, I give her all the hugs in the world. C. Blanche, thank you. And Paulie, once again, P.S., I'm back on Twitter. Rosie, Rosier, O-R-S-I-E-R, 17-D-E-S, back on Twitter. Some people are dipping their toe back in to see what kind of havoc can be caused. And then they'll get kicked off because they'll cross the line that would be crossed on any platform. They'll say, look, the censorship lives. <laughs> Just be subtle. You can last a lot longer if you're subtle. 
Don't be too subtle like me. Then nobody will ever find you. That's just the other, that's the other side of the coin. I'm happy that you guys and gals found me. But, um, but yeah. All right, let's take a call, shall we? 240, you're on the air. Who's this? Nope. Uh, 406, you're on the air. What's going on? Hey, Frank. This is Jeremy in Montana. How are you? What's going on? Welcome to the show. First time caller. I'm just saying uh, you should get your butt over out in Montana here where it's safe. I know. That's been one of those places where one of those places that me and Lauren have been very, very, very in, intrigued by. But uh, the, the one thing that always turns us off is the idea that your winters even put our winters in New York to shame. And that scares the hell out of us. <laughs> we just had a huge snowstorm last weekend. <laughs> I can imagine. No, you know, upstate New York. Yeah. Uh, the farmer that we bought the the farmer that we buy uh, all of our eggs and our dairy and cheese. Oh, you know well, that is dairy and uh, and meat and all that stuff from. He he had to cancel yeah, on yeah. his uh, he had to cancel on his delivery last week because they got two feet two feet of snow. And thankfully, he told me thankfully they kept their power because he would have lost at least a thousand chicks. So, um, oh, yeah, usually, yeah. yeah, the cavers are having a pretty hard time around here. So, what do you got for me there? Yeah, they're putting their calves in the kitchen and all that. Just wanted to say hi and say, uh, this whole food shortage shit and all that that's going on, excuse my French, and all these cyber attacks and the fires, um, it's getting way too close to home, I think. I think this is the start of our World War Three here in America. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and it's truly it's it's something that nobody has ever seen before. Nobody's ever seen before. Uh it, it's and thank you so much for the call. I want to get a couple more. Please call in and you said your name is Jeremy? Yes, it is. Okay, hold on. I'm going to put Jeremy from Montana in the Skype. So I'll re- I'll recognize you a little bit easier next time. Thanks again, Jeremy. Rock and roll, Frank. Have a good night. Take, love you. Love you too. Be well. Yeah, um it's think about that. It's it's just a war you never seen before. They have you talking about hey the the climate, the climate, and uh, you have to. We're fighting a, a war in the climate. We're fighting a war in cyberspace. Uh, we're fighting a war in Ukraine and all that stuff. Meanwhile, while everybody is 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 hanging up foreign flags in their storefronts all over New York and places like that, and just getting you know taking a mask off, putting a mask on, putting a mask off, and on and on, uh, and, and doing these dances, the war is going on all around us. Well, all around us. You know, in the past, you would go and bomb critical infrastructure of your enemies. If the war drags on long enough, you would, you would, you would, you know, if you want this thing to end, you have to move away from military targets and go to civilian targets like food processing plants. That would be the modern day siege. Back in, you know, hundreds of years ago, if you set up siege around uh, an, an enemy enemy encampment or enemy city or something like that, and you surround them around their walls, you just sit there for months on end until everybody inside just starts starving, and they're eating boots of leather and, and, and things like that where they, until finally they just raise the white flag. They can't take it anymore. They've got us concentrating on the most frivolous shit. And I know that for anybody that's out there living through the shelling and the bombing in Ukraine, it's not frivolous. And I'm not saying the actual fighting is frivolous. 
but there's the 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 superficial narratives there's what's actually going on and we are we're just told being told to follow the bouncing ball and meanwhile we have our critical infrastructure being literally bombed all around us bombed all around us it's nuts and 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 many people don't even don't even see it they just don't even see it teresa you're on what's going on Hi, Frank. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. You're one of my laughs of the evening, so give it to me good. Cool. Well, this is Teresa from Texas, and I agree. Uh, the world's crazier and crazier every day. I, I had a question, though. Mm-hmm. Have you talked to uh, Red Pill 78 lately? Uh, we speak every once in a while, like on Discord or in text message. We, you know, we pass notes to each other and things like that. But we haven't spoken in depth, and and I haven't. We haven't had each other on each other's shows in so long. I, but why? Well, I just hadn't heard him lately, and was wondering about him. I, I have found him, but uh, I'd like to request that you have him back on your show. I miss him. I I, I told and them. I think you guys are great together. I told I told uh, Zach and I told uh, Craig and Brad. I know that Methods is is stepping. I saw Methods. Uh, he he made that announcement on Pilled about him taking some some leave uh, to take care of some personal issues so I'm, I'm thinking about him and his family for sure but I would I would love to do a uh, I keep saying it a round table with those guys and just have them all back and and get the band back together a little bit it feels uh, like I said before I feel so splintered but they've always been good mm-hmm. good guys and I enjoy hanging out with them so yes Teresa I will look into that and thank you for the call I have um, it's 815 that's it. That's all I can do. Let me go into the super chats real quick. Let me see. Um, Stostube again. Oh wait, no, no, that was before. That was that was before. Thank you, guys and gals. We have a lot here. Brian Frank on the Rumble says, first time donator. Love your show, Frank. Brian, love you. I'm so happy that you're here hanging out with me. And I wish that there was more time to take your calls. We will be able to do that over the course of. Uh, well, I'll be back on Thursday evening with Jay Gulinello and Rob in studio. So Wednesday, tomorrow, and Friday I'll be off air. But uh, I know I will make announcements and all that stuff about what the uh, about what the guys uh, on the, um, the the team on the the network end of things are going to be putting up in those days. On Friday, though. For you book club members that we're going to be doing session two, I talked to Timothy Gordon. I will be doing session two of the book club sometime around mid-afternoon, earlier than I go live on 7 o'clock. It's a specialized audience, so I'm going to just take liberties with this. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, starting next week I'll be able to do after the five, the 8 o'clock, uh, 8.30 mark on Fridays again. But I'm going to be off this Friday because it's Lauren's birthday. So I'm thinking maybe around 3 p.m. Eastern or 4 p.m. Eastern, me and Timothy Gordon will be going live for Session 2, Windswept House. Session was, 1 was so fun. I can't wait to jump into this. That'll be on Friday on TV, powered by Foxhole and DLive. But I'll make sure I get all of the information out there by Thursday when we're back here. And I'll send out messages and all that good stuff. And, of course, you will see the podcast, whatever pl- podcast uh, platform you listen to the show on, you will see that update the day after as well. So thank you all for the time tonight. Email me, and I will compile all the best messages and 
contributions to the conversation tonight, and I will make sure to, to read it next time we have a moment alone. Things will be stabilizing a lot more next week. No interruptions, no short shows, because this gig tomorrow will be behind us, and, um, and that'll be that. It'll just be you and me for the month of May. Plenty of great people coming in, too, so that'll be great. Thank you, Switchrod, on the gold pills. I'm going to release the scratching over there. There you go. Scratch your ass with that. And, uh, and I will see you, catch you on the flip side. Good evening and good night. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, film before a live studio audience is now our super chatters. Here is Stostube, Dan Schumann, Cody. Oh, that was from last night, but Cody gets an extra one. Thanks again to everybody on Pilled, everybody on Rockfin, and beyond. I will talk to you later, and enjoy your evening. Wish me luck in tonight's band practice. And even more luck tomorrow. Say a prayer for me, please. First time I've been on the stage since 2019. What if I don't know what I'm doing anymore? 